back to the On God's Time podcast. Today we have a very good friend of mine. Uh, his name is RJ Miller. He runs track and field at East Texas Baptist University. RJ is a track and field All-American, uh, an FCA huddle leader, and the president of FCA at East Texas Baptist University. Uh, I would say the biggest compliment that I would give RJ uh, and a big reason I wanted to bring him on the podcast is that he displays extremely good leadership skills and uh, he shares the gospel well, loves people greatly, uh, and he just genuinely loves Jesus. So I'm excited to have my brother on today. RJ, tell us a little bit about who you are and uh, why you do what you do. Absolutely, man. First of all, thank you, bro, for having me. Uh, it's definitely an honor to be on your podcast right now. Uh, we've had a great relationship over the years, and just being able to serve mm-hmm. with you um, has definitely been a blessing. I know we just got back from a trip in Colorado together, which was absolutely mm-hmm. amazing. Um, and so it's truly an honor um, to be on your podcast. So I really do appreciate it. Uh, but a little bit about me, man. Um, originally from Shreveport, Louisiana. Born and raised. Uh, was a big basketball, baseball guy growing up. Uh, was blessed with the opportunity to start running cross country my senior year of high school. And that kind of developed me into uh, getting recruited uh, to ETBU and now becoming a track athlete. I'm in a 400, and obviously, like you said, the Lord's blessed me with uh, multiple conference championships and, and an All-American trophy, mm-hmm. uh, which I cherish so much. Uh, <laughs> but even more, uh, it, it's been a blessing to um, just to have the platform that I have right now to be mm-hmm. able to share the gospel um, to uh, athletes, to just um, people in general. Um, and it's, it's been a journey for sure. Uh, that the Lord has definitely constructed and that the Lord has definitely taken lead on. And I'm just just following, man. Uh, I'm just, you know, seeing the opportunities and taking them on as much as I can and, and just trying to do the best I can for the kingdom of God. So mm. It's crazy. Like, I never would have known you were All-American because uh, when we were at FCA camp last summer, like, I didn't know anybody, like, at all. Like, it was my first year being a huddle leader, and I looked up like you know everyone's instagrams and whenever i looked up yours it was like uh it wasn't even that you shared anything but i think it was like an article or something like that it was like rj miller track and field all america i was like yeah i was like <laughs> like especially that someone who runs the 400 what'd you run in like 48 like for me i think the best i ever ran was like a 53 54 something like that like never ran better than that yeah Yeah, i i was a more of a mid-distance guy 800 mile but um it was actually really cool we got to we were at the same track meet and that was really fun um i think a a couple of huddle leaders actually like talked about coming and then they were like nah (laughs) like we were yeah we were uh but we were at the same track meet and it was really cool like being able to uh like I remember I was running and like, not that I thought about slowing down. I mean, the thought definitely like creeped into my head, I guess, because it's, that's always going to happen as a runner. Like you're always going to have some doubt, but like seeing, seeing RJ, uh, you know, on like the 200 mark, like being like, you're good. Like keep your pace up, kick it, kick like you're good. And like talking to me, like, I think I ran my best 800 time of the year and (laughs) it was like, you know, it was just fun. And then being able to cheer you on in the 200, like, yeah. You killed the dude. That was it was fun to watch. I'm so glad you came up to me because I was so locked in that day, uh, <laughs> and to see you, bro, kind of made my day. Honestly, um, mm, and it wasn't the best track. Yeah, it wasn't the best track for me, but it was it 
you being there and your mom being there definitely made it mm. made it worthwhile for me for sure. So it was I cold. Think... Oh my gosh. <laughs> it was freezing, bro. <laughs> bro, I'll tell you one thing I I'll tell you one thing I don't miss about track is like the first meet of the year, you weren't at it. The very first meet of the year, it was at Hendrix. And that was the most miserable meet of my life. Like it was raining and it was it was it was raining, it was cold, and it was windy. Oh, and so worst. the first time in my life I ran with long sleeves on and like I got sick. Like I went home and like I literally like could not get out of bed because I was yeah. so sick. And then like I had class. It was it was terrible. So I'm actually for my people that don't know, your boy is retired from college track, and and I'm only doing co- I'm only playing college basketball now. Uh, so I'm actually pretty excited about that. I'm I'm not trying to I'm not like complacent by any means, but I'm I'm pretty content with like my track career. You're gonna like, so you're gonna kill us in basketball. I, I I definitely see a lot of success in that. And also understand, bro. Like I'm so glad our coach doesn't schedule really anything until late March. Because we mm. miss we miss all the cold meets uh, because they're still mm. kind of coming off of the indoor season, but uh, it, it definitely helps. But that Arkansas one was rough um, for sure. But you're gonna do. I'm excited to see you play. Honestly, I hopefully Thanks, I can just make a couple games to share with. I have a little bit more freedom in my schedule with being in our masters mm. and stuff like that right now. But my goal is just definitely come out there and watch you watch you ball out for sure. So. Well, that means a lot to me, dude. Um, I'm hoping we can, which obviously we were talking about before, I hope that we can go watch a couple huddle leaders college games uh, and whatever they're playing just because, like, it's so crazy, bro. With FCA, like, um, this is going to sound terrible, but, like, sometimes I felt like, not that we had, obviously, like, you know, when we were with our, our kids, like, with our huddles, like, we were, you know, growing and, you know, being there for them, like, big big brother relationship, like we said. Right. But you, you want to talk about just purely having fun, like, hanging out with the huddle leaders is, like, the most fun thing in the world. Oh, absolute blast. And, like, I remember mean, just mentioned that we went to Colorado. Mm-hmm. Uh, dude, that's probably one of the, the most fun I've ever had uh, for, yes. what, five days in Colorado. Mm-hmm. Dude, those huddle leaders out there was absolutely amazing. Like, just – the, the all-nighter report was insane. I can't believe y'all uh, did that, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe y'all did that. I'm still recovering from that right now. Like, I like I got back to Texas, and I had to, I'm had i working with a church plant out here right now, and we had a camp that following day for the next three days. And, like, I, I just told you, I haven't slept more than four hours since it's I've insane. been back from Colorado, bro. It's it's nuts. And like today, bro, I finally got a long break and I just absolutely crashed. <laughs> absolutely crashed, bro. Uh, but it was worth it. It was definitely worth it. So, you know, for people that don't know, um, it was our last night at the Colorado camp. And so there's this dude named Carter. Is it Carter Closon? Closon? I don't know how to say it. Uh, but but Carter. So Carter came up to me, he came up to me and Charlie and Macy. Like, I think we were just talking one time and he was just like, yo, like, you know, I'm, we're going to, to the store. We're going to get some things. We're going to get some, uh, whatever the energy drink, the energy drink is called. He's like, and we're going to stay up all night. Like, are, are y'all in? And I think, you know, Charlie was like, oh yeah, yeah. I, th- I think I might, I think I might. Did Macy stay up too? Yeah. Yeah. Was- so yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think Macy was like, yeah, yeah. I'll stay. And I, I looked at him and I said, bro, you're kidding, right? Like, you're joking, right? And he said, no, like, I'm 1,000% serious. And <laughs> I looked at him, and I was just like, bro, respectfully, like, 
I love you guys. I might stay up with y'all for like a little bit, but then I'm going to bed because we had to get up at six <laughs> for a gut yeah, check. Yeah. And, I, and I was just like, I don't know. I thought y'all were playing. I really did. Like I thought, I thought there's no way they're all going to stay up. And then <laughs> I woke up at like six and I saw Eli in his bed and I said, oh, Eli, you finally came to bed. Like how long did you sleep? He said, I've been asleep for 30 minutes. They all went, I think we all left around like five, yeah, like 5.30. And we just kind of like went back to our rooms and like some of us took showers to wake up. Like I took a shower to wake up to like just get myself mentally prepared mm. what was about to happen. Cause a lot of people don't know we had a freaking CrossFit Gauntlet. Yeah. Gauntlet. Bro, like, it was absolutely brutal. And then we traveled, me and you and the other mm. guys traveled all day. Uh, and so it was it was rough, bro. And then, obviously, me not getting sleep caused me to get elevation sickness, which yeah. I, I knew nothing about. But that 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 was not fun to recover for for the next two or three days. Uh, so next year, Caleb... We're staying extra night. <laughs> We're gonna be yeah, yeah, yeah. We got we got to stay. In, yeah, we got to stay an extra night. Uh, I bro, I was, I was just like, I don't know. Like, I, I just was like, you know what? I know myself by now. If I stay up all night, I'm just gonna hate my life the next day. And so I, I just, I'm just not gonna do that. Now, in some circumstances, I would stay up, but there was no, uh, there was no, what's the word? no predicaments or any situations to make me want to stay up all night. So I decided not to. So that's fair. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, but our crazy. We've been talking 10 minutes. I haven't even asked you the question of the podcast. <laughs> so hey, I love it. I gotta, I gotta ask you. Yeah. It's, that's when you know it's good, but I gotta ask you, my friend, um, this is called the on God's time podcast. Um, so I gotta ask you, when did you decide to stop living on your time and start living on God's time and why? Basically, why did you decide to start living for Jesus? What does he mean to you? Uh, what, you know, what do you believe your purpose is and why do you think that uh, living for him matters so much? Yeah, man. Uh, I, I think the biggest moment for me was when the one thing I put my life in, the one thing that I enjoyed doing, which was sports, was taken away mm. from me. Um, like you've heard my story, um, but mm. for those of you who haven't, uh, eighth grade, I completely blew out my knee, tore my ACL, my MCL, PCL. Uh, it was one of the most uncommon knee injuries at that time. I think it was back in like 2013, especially for a kid my age. Uh, and it was one of the most uh, darkest times in my life too as well. Um, and it was a moment where I finally heard God's voice. God finally sat mm. me down. And, and he really showed himself and he spoke to me. It's like, listen, dude, you tried to do what you wanted to do. Try to live the life you wanted to live. And it only left you, you know, sad, angry, and depressed. And, you know, like, if you just give me a shot, if you just try me, watch what I do with your life. And mm. that summer is when I finally, you know, was like doing the towel. I was like, all right, that's it. Like, I'm, I'm all in for the Lord. I'm, I'm all in. I'm committed. And, and from that point on, obviously, it hasn't been easy. And then there's been some, some ugly times in there as well. But it has definitely been a blessing of of just God really revealing himself in my life and just opening doors left and right and, and leading me to, to, to certain situations um, that I possibly would have never been in if I didn't give my life to Christ, that I, if I didn't believe, if I didn't uh, have a heart to, to serve and to serve him uh, daily on a daily basis. And so it has been truly an amazing experience for me, uh, an amazing journey uh, that I'm still on, that, that he's still doing amazing things. To this day, man, I'm like, I'm in the middle of Texas. I've been in Texas all summer, working for a church plant, 
um, that has given me so much growth in my ministry uh, mindset and my ministry outlook on life um, and, and allow me to help me grow my faith too as well. And so I couldn't be more happy and more excited to see what the Lord has for me next. But that was, that was when I kind of, you know, committed and said, you know what, look, it's no longer on my time. It's definitely God's mm-hmm. timing right now. And I'm following God's timing, wherever that leads me. I'm just going to be obedient and, and listen. So, yeah, I love that so much, man. Um, I'm, I'm very guilty of trying to do things my way. And uh, recently, I don't know if I told you this, but uh, yesterday I recorded with Willie and he, yeah. And we talked about, you know, the whole uh, being a bad picker thing. Yeah. And, and, and bro, he, he said something that, you know, stuck out to me and has continued to stick out to me. He said, it doesn't matter what your decision, like what the decision is, we are always going to be bad pickers. Mm. So it doesn't matter if you're like, you know, it's a relationship. It doesn't matter if it's friendships. It doesn't matter if it's a career occupation. Like, it doesn't matter what it is. Let God pick. He's a good picker. And mm-hmm. so, you know, like for me, um, I talked about it, you know, with him. Like, there was a lot of decisions I made, like my first year of college, where I was like, okay, God, I'm going to pick. And like, for instance, like going to Williams Baptist, like he was like, no, 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 I want you to go to Williams Baptist. And I was like, well, I, I don't know if that's best. And he's like, bro, what you mean? Like, you, you don't think I know what's best? <laughs> and, and so for me, I, I chose to go to Arkansas State instead. And it was just the absolute worst situation of my life. Uh, you know, a, a whole bunch of stuff uh, ended up, you know, not getting an academic scholarship, uh, ended up basically uh, having to leave, not even like I knew uh, I was going to leave, like, you know, the first day of class, didn't even I never even really got a chance like to practice. Like I was there to walk on and, but I knew I had to leave immediately and it was just such an awful situation, but I I made that decision and I was like, okay, God, like this is what I want to do. And eventually he did stop pressing it on my heart. And it was like, all right, cool. Like we're going to let you do what you want to do. And then when you're ready to listen, come back to me. And it was just, man, it was like that. It was like, Lord, like I'm not happy here. Like, and I feel that dude. I a hundred percent feel that bro. Because that's kind of how it was for me too, with, with that transition from from high school to to JUCO to Division three. Mm. Like I didn't want to go to JUCO, bro. Like I did not want to stay in my hometown for another two years. Like I dreaded it so so much, and it mm. was not a good time. But it was definitely a time that was needed. It was a time of Amen. Growth, um, yeah uh, maturity, a time where the Lord was really revealing Himself. He placed me in a very strong community, even through that rough time that I still talk to to this day and couldn't be more thankful for uh, to help me get get me out of the situations that I were in. And then he led me to ETBU, man, where it was like, I didn't even question. I think I looked at one other school other than ETBU. Didn't even mm-hmm. question when I walked on campus where I needed to be and where he had me going right. and, and the work that he had, had for me there. And it was just like, I was all in from the time I stepped on campus, man, to the time uh, I'm still there to this day. Uh, and I'm continuing to be all in. And so, it's been a journey in that too as well. So I completely agree with you mm-hmm. on that. It's like when you don't listen to God all the time, God, God has funny ways to remind you that mm-hmm. he's in control, that he's going to get his way one way or another. And, and it's, it's definitely worth it when you listen the first time. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And like, yeah, I mean, it's kind of like, you know, Jonah, I mean, he was just like, nah, God, like I ain't going to go to, it was, it was Nineveh, right? Mm-hmm. Where he was yep. like, uh, you know, God was like, go to Nineveh, you know, tell them about me, make the city repent. And he was like, nah, I'm good. Like, I, I'm not going to do that. And he literally physically tried to run away 
from God. And God was just like, all right, man, we're going to get you here one way or another. And so like for me, I guess, you know, I've started realizing um, it's just like, you know, God is going to get you where he wants you. It's like, you might as well just listen and uh, save yourself a lot of pain. And so for me, I, I guess I'll, I'll ask you this. I didn't even plan on asking you this, but like, you know, right now, uh, what are some habits you try to build every day and some things that you try to do um, in order to grow, to grow, gosh, glow, you glow, uh, in order to grow closer with Jesus every day um, and put yourself in a position to love people and, you know, do things the right way? Man, I, obviously I play this song we all struggle with. <laughs> it's in mm-hmm. our Bible every day. Um, yeah. I still struggle with, but uh, it is definitely on my mind every day of how, how can I grow in my faith in many different aspects, whether that's reading my Bible, whether that's my communication, my attitude, like many different ways, but obviously trying to be consistent in reading the Bible uh, or just getting some form of wisdom from the Bible or from a mentor. Right. You know what I mean? Uh, I'm not a big fan. Uh, well, I don't do this very well, if I should word my words better. Um, of reading my Bible every day. Now, I do get in the rhythm. I'm like, all right, like, I'm doing great. But then as soon as I get busy, it's like, I forget. I just get super tired. And I don't mm-hmm. overtake. But I just can't say that I try to get some form of wisdom, whether that's from a mentor about the Bible or mm-hmm. about how to do life as a, as a man of Christ every single day. Um, you know, obviously, that doesn't always work out either. But that's kind of where I look at things. But also just working on myself, man. Mm-hmm. Um, just trying to better myself every single day, dude. I know what I struggle with. I know what I have difficulties in. And so I try to ask God, hey, put me in those situations. Like, allow mm. me to be in those situations so that way I, I love can that. that way I can grow. And it's as hard as it may be. Like, I just got out of a situation that I had to really grow in and mature in um, not too long ago. And I know. Like, yeah. And so, like, <laughs> I, I had to, yeah, you know. And so I yeah. had to, like, really ask God, like, look, Meryl, I – don't know how to go about this, but will you guide me in this? Will you challenge me in this? So that way I can grow and learn from the situation. And it may not always be easy. And I have to really drop my pride and my ego a lot, which hurts. But mm-hmm. it's definitely worth it. And it's definitely a journey that I'm walking on daily that I feel like there's a lot of growth in. Um, obviously, I make mistakes here and there, but, you know, I'm definitely doing better than that. And so that's definitely one of the ways that I try to try to grow uh, every single day for sure. So. Bro, a big, a big part of like um, growing that I've learned and that I, I heard this in a sermon with Billy Graham. Uh, you can think that, think about this in regards to, you know, if you struggle with smoking, you struggle with drinking, you struggle with sexual sin. Uh, he said he was talking about temptation. Uh, and I don't even know if this is probably not even along the lines of what you're talking about. But like he just said, uh, you know, the best thing that you can do is just say no. And it doesn't matter, like, with anything you struggle with, like, uh, I heard Craig Groeschel one time say you grow with your nose. And so for me, like, I've, I've started, you know, like you said, like, I've never actually heard anyone say what you said, God put me in a position uh, to grow, like put me in a bad position so I can learn. I'm not gonna lie, that prayer scares me, dog. <laughs> like, it like it's hard, but, uh, but no, I mean, yeah, like I, I've realized lately, like the, the best way that you can grow is just by saying no. Like, because, man, there's going to be so many times when your flesh is like, yo, go hang out with that chick because you know that um, you can you can probably end up, you know, doing something and uh, making yourself happy or whatever. But it's like, no, don't do that. That's not my will. That's not what I want for your life. It's like, yo, I want you to go 
uh, hey, bro, do you, you want to come drink with us? You want to come smoke? You want to come, you know, do whatever? And it's like, no, I'm good. Like saying no is one of the hardest things in the world. But I think uh, that's, you know, that's why the word holy means the word holy means set apart. And so we're not called to be, uh, we're not, we're not called to be like everyone else. We're called to be set apart and to say no to certain things. So, yeah, I think when you ask those bold prayers, man, and, and you, you ask those bold questions, dude, like he answers those a lot of the times. And, but mm. that's where we need to grow. I always, I always talk about, um, I always talk about like, if, um, if we don't have challenges in our lives, we're going, our faith is going to be very stagnant. Our growth mm. is going to yeah. be very stagnant. You know, and so those challenges and those situations and those problems allow us to really build our faith and really grow in our relationship. Because it's like if we don't have situations and if we don't have problems, why do we need God? You know what I mean? Mm. We're perfect, Come essentially. On. Why do we need God? And it's like we need to go through these things. We, we need to have these moments where we grow. The disciples had moments where they had to learn and they had to grow. Um, sure. in their faith through many different challenges that they had to go out when they first was called out and God was like, you're going to heal. You're going to, you're going to do this. You're going to do that. And they're like, what are you talking about? Like, I'm just a normal, <laughs> normal human being. And God's like, no, watch what I do in your life. But they had to go out there and experience those things in order for them to see that they can do those things that God called them to do. And so I sure. think that's just the challenge that we all could take in and, and, and look at it in our daily lives of running out of storage here. I don't know why it's telling me that. Uh, but, uh, looking at our lives, it should be fine. And, yeah. And looking at our lives and, and say, listen, how can I grow my faith? How can I be challenged every single day? And you notice from us being athletes and different things like that, like we love challenges. We love being faced mm -hmm. with adversity. So how can we do that every single day in our faith as well? You know, how can we be challenging our faith every single day? So that way we can grow. And if we didn't have the challenges that we had in our lives, we wouldn't be here right now. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. We would just be kind of just off in the, in the wilderness or whatever, doing whatever we want. But because we had those things, allowed us to be in the position that we're in, allowed us to have the faith that we have, allowed us to be committed to the Lord like we are right now. So I, I do take very much uh, a lot of uh, encouragement and a lot of confidence in asking those difficult and challenging questions. So I think that's like what Paul, uh, when Paul said that, you know, I boast in my weakness because I know in my weakness that, you know, Christ is strong. And like, I mean, dude, I wouldn't have this podcast right now if I didn't go through a bunch of stuff. Like I, I wouldn't, I mean, we wouldn't be here, right? Like we wouldn't be having this combo right now. And um, it's so crazy. Like I think that college actually builds a foundation for you to be able to handle like real life situations whenever you get older, because like sometimes I think that, our problems are big and I'm not like, I'm not belittling our problems, yeah. but like, I mean, the problems we have right now, uh, I would say are not as, uh, as difficult as like maybe the problems you're going to have whenever you're a husband and a father and you're having to not only worry about, you know, what's on your plate, but what's on other people's plates. And right. so I think that right now the Lord is using us to challenge us and to grow us and to say, I'm going to prepare you now, if you'll allow me to, um, you know, when you're in a position one day, uh, you know, for me, I, I, I do want to be a husband and a father. That's a big desire of my heart. Um, and I love the Lord and I, I want a chance to, you know, I want a chance to, you know, do the best that I can do for, you know, a family one day. And I believe you, I, I'm, I'm talking to you. I know that you desire the same. And oh, so, absolutely. yeah. And so like, yeah, it's just crazy to me though. Like um, we're at such a young age and I'm not trying to hype us up by any means, but like 
you know, being around like huddle leaders and FCA people, like it is encouraging sometimes to see, yo, I'm not the only one that is trying to live for the Lord. Like, um, cause I think sometimes for me, at least there've been moments in my life where I've been like, okay, well, I'm the only one that not in a righteous way or anything. Like I'm the only one that loves the Lord, like, um, around me. Like I'm, I'm the only one, I guess, that is saying no to these things. Like I'm the only one that's, you know, doing this or doing that, but it's like, in reality, that's not true. Like there are other people out there, like, you know, you may think, man, like I love the Lord and you know, this girl, um, she's, she, that's, she's not about that. And so for, you know, for some reason, and maybe I'm too Jesus-y or whatever, but no, like there's going to be a girl out there that absolutely loves how Jesus-y you are. And so you don't need to stop, you don't need to stop being that way. And so I just want you to tell me like in your life, what is some, um, some ways you've gotten connected with community, um, like accountability, uh, and just having good fellowship, bro. Because like for me, um, Spencer Cowgill had him on recently. He's been amazing, bro. Like for me, um, just having community and It, it cut out for a second, but I'll just start yeah, yeah. talking again. And having that fellowship uh, with Spencer has been really awesome for me. And so, yeah, just tell me, like, what it is that you've uh, done to get more fellowship or community, maybe in your church plant uh, with FCA at ETBU, um, you know, just whatever way you've um, been able to get some yeah. of that. Absolutely. Um, I mean, like I said, from – from really on, very early on in my faith, uh, man, I've been surrounded with some absolutely amazing people. Uh, it all started with me when I was 18, 19. I took an internship with FCA in Baton Rouge, man. And that summer, uh, I met some of my closest friends. I call family to this day. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we spent the entire, when I say the entire summer together, we spent the entire summer together. Uh, like we had something planned every weekend. We went out and hung out every weekend. I'm, I'm talking like, it's like 30 of us too, by the way. Like it's like hey. 30, like 18 to like 23-year-olds hanging out every single weekend, just having a blast, dude. And we're in Baton Rouge, and most of them went to LSU, and most of them were kind of in, in central Louisiana area too as well. And that was the first time where I, I looked and I said, this is a real community. Like, this is this is real mm, people yeah. that didn't really care for me and care for my faith, but also my life, you know. And they challenged me. They I tell people this all the time, dude. They were one of the first people to be like, listen, bro. This is how we live out our faith. Either you hop on the train or you can't come. Dang. You get your crap together or you can't hang with us. And I'm 18. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, what? Like, what Like what? What are we talking about? <laughs> but, like, that's what I needed to wake up to realize mm-hmm. where I was in the, in the gift that the Lord has provided me with having community and that I needed to grow in my faith and I needed to really start developing my, my relationship with him. Um, and so that was step one for me. And I keep them people around 24-7 now. Uh, but now it's like my college ministry at um, my church, New Beginnings. Shout out New Beginnings. Love my yeah. church out there. Uh, my college ministry out there have been huge um, in my community and in my faith. Obviously, my FCA team uh, that I'm a part of at ECBU has been huge with some of the most amazing people that I could have asked for um, there as well. Um, like, I'm surrounded so much with my roommates as well. Like, I'm surrounded by so much community. It's not even funny. Mm. Like, I have to force myself to go in my room just to kind of give myself a break from people. That's, that's you know, a good which, thing to have. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which is a blessing, bro. Like, like you said, it's a good thing to have. So, like, I'm not mad at that at all, uh, which is I am so blessed to have the community that I have and the people that I can always call on 
uh, for advice and for discipleship. And I, you know, obviously I have a discipleship uh, mentor as well. I have many, I feel like I have many from my uncle, mm. uh, Hollis Conway, who, you know, was an Olympian and, and, you know, been at the highest of levels who worked for FCA to my, uh, one of my college pastors, uh, Luke, and, and then, you know, Ira and, and Hayden and all of them, you know, these guys I'm talking about. Mm. Uh, and so having those people and having multiple connections and community and people that I can call on at any time and just get the best advice from, dude, I'm, I'm so blessed with the community I have, man. Like I couldn't ask for anything better. So, bro, it's so crazy. Like, like you said, like, <laughs> if you don't get on this, like you got to get off this train. That's so, yeah. that's so funny to me, but it's so true because like, for me, uh, it was so funny. Um, we got to scramble recently in golf. Do you, do you ever golf or not? I'm, dude, that's the next sport I'm learning. Bro, we, while, hey. I'm out here, while I'm out here, I, I think we're going to the golf to the driving range here in a couple of days, actually. So, bro, I gotta, I gotta get my, I gotta get my boy into golf. If we, if we do end up working for FCA one day, you gotta golf. It's, a, it's listen, like an, it's like listen, an essential. I'm getting old. I'm about to retire. Right? So, like, I gotta get in my retirement golf phase, man. I'm behind. I love right? it. <laughs> uh, but bro, so uh, me, it was me, my stepbrother Zach Shields. Who I don't even call my stepbrother, so let, let's erase that. Actually, it was my brother Zach, uh, my best friend Hudson, and, and my other best friend Caleb Hewitt. We were we were scrambling, and it's funny because uh, Hudson and Caleb are brother in laws, and me and Zach are technically stepbrothers. So we scrambled, and we said it's the brothers in law versus the the stepbrothers. Um, and we were, bro, we were playing and we kind of paused because like, this like my, my boys, man, them and Stetson Smithson, uh, they're like my best, best friends. Like we talk every day. We hold each other accountable every day. And it was the craziest thing to me. Um, I had some people, like I've had people recently who have reached out to me, like maybe I need to stop posting about playing golf so much on my story because like I had people reach out and like, yo, where's my invite? Like, when am I going to get to come play? And I, like you said, like, you know, I'm not trying to like, you know, sound bad or anything, but like, I, I realized, like, I was like, yo, this is my fellowship time. Like whenever I'm doing this with them, like, this is whenever we get like the nitty gritty out, like the things that we're not going to tell everybody. And I feel bad, but you know, I've just kind of been like, okay, uh, nah, like you and me can play sometime, but like, this is like, this is the time with my boys whenever we play. Right. And yeah. And yeah, I think no, it's I completely understand it. So Yeah. So uh let's transition though, because um the one reason I wanted to get you on here is because I think yeah. you display such great leadership skills. And so uh what I mean by that is, you know, RJ's always one of the first people to serve, one of the first people to ask, hey, you know, how can I help? Um he speaks up a lot. He he has a, a, a big <laughs> voice, not a loud voice, but like it's just like when you know, whenever he speaks up, people listen. And uh, so I, I want to ask you, like, what are some things that you've um, been intentional about? Because um, I know that, like, obviously, like, it's something you're passionate about because you do it so much and you do it so easily, honestly. Well, not easily, but, like, naturally, I'd say. Um, what, are, what are some things that go through your mind whenever you're leading huddles, whenever uh, you're even leading, like, huddle leaders? Um, and, like, just what's some leadership skills that you could say maybe that you could uh, – give to some people or talk about to some people yeah hey are you still recording because mine stopped uh mine says it's still recording 
my time stopped on my side. Oh well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, we can cut this part. <laughs> if, uh, if that does happen, we got thirty minutes in, so yeah, okay. we'll, we'll cut it for uh, after. Yeah, yeah, no, totally fine. Uh, what I was gonna do is try to delete some videos, but I think we'll be good. Anyways, mm-hmm. um, I forgot the question that fast. Uh, what are you oh. do? like? What <laughs> leadership skills? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, man, I honestly, like you said, for me, it just comes natural. Mm-hmm. Like it's a, it's just a natural thing for me. I'm just him. Just, yeah, <laughs> no, <laughs> uh, it's just it's natural for me to just speak up, dude. Because like I am firm in what I believe and what I stand for, and I'm gonna always hold myself accountable to that standard, and mm-hmm. also hold my teammates and my friends to that standard as well. Uh, but as far as it comes to huddle leaders, man, I. You know, some of these places that we've been together, some of these camps that we worked together, I know I was one of those kids before. I know I was in one of those, mm, yeah. one of those situations before. Like, I've, I've been through those tough times before, and, and I've had people come into my life that poured into my life so much that saved me. You know what I mean? And yeah. so my mindset is like, how can I do the same for the next generation? It's only fair that I do the same for the, for the next generation. God has placed me here to do it for the next generation. You know what I mean? So for me, it's just me being obedient to Christ and, and listening to Christ and saying, Christ is like, look, I place people in your life so you can get your head on straight. And so I expect you to do the same for others. Mm. And that's kind of how I go about it. I'm like, how can I pour into these guys? How can I show these guys that I love them, that I care for them, that they have somebody to, to go to on a daily basis that, that truly and dearly loves them uh, like nobody's, you know, before uh, besides Christ. Uh, and so I guess that's where my leadership skills come, come in at. It's just like, dude, I just, you know, want to be able to love on them uh, and want to mm-hmm. be able to care for them because I know many of them hadn't had that or felt that before or don't know what that looks like. And so I've been blessed with the opportunity for people to show me what that looks like. I've learned what that looks like. And so now I'm just trying to pass it on to the next mm-hmm. generation, uh, whether that's high school, middle school, even college, man, like just trying to be there for people and, and help them gain a community gain people mm, that they can yeah. be around. It's going to tell them the truth, but that's going to love them through that as well and support them and have their back through the thick and thin. Um, and so that's kind of how my mindset is. It's just, I've been blessed with mentors and people that came into my life. And so it's only fair that I do it for others and for the next Thanks. generation. So, yeah. yeah, because for me, like, yeah, I mean, an example of someone who's like discipled me um, and just absolutely impacted my life in, amazing, in an amazing way is Darius Dunaway. Like he... Bro, he has literally, like, it's so funny, man. Anytime I get discouraged, you just like, what Bible say? What Bible say? That's his favorite line. His yeah. favorite line. Like, what Bible say? And I'm like, mm, it says this. He's like, mm, don't you think you should do that? I'm like, mm, yes, sir. <laughs> but it's like, uh, yeah, and, and it's so crazy. Like, uh, you know, I remember even, like, a kid at FCA camp, like, I remember sitting down with him and talking with him for dang near an hour. Um, telling me he was struggling with certain, I'll just say certain thoughts because it's not my business to tell his business. Uh, mm. But I, I kept telling him, uh, man, what does Second Corinthians ten five say? And he said, and I would repeat it back to him. And he says, uh, what does it say, bro? I just went blank. What in the world, bro? I ain't ever done that. No, uh, but it says, oh, take uh, take every thought captive and make it obedient mm. to Christ. And that's you know that's been something that's changed my life. And, uh, but I kept having him repeat it over and over, take every thought captive. And he would go, take every thought captive. And I'd say, and make it obedient to Christ. And he'd say, and make it obedient to Christ. 
And like, we kept practicing this over and over and over again. And I just sat and I was just like, yo, this is like stuff Darius has done with me. Like, this is stuff that, uh, you know, Todd has done with me. This is stuff that Jay Cliff has done with me and being able to give that back, um, is, is just amazing. Like I heard KB, you know, the rapper KB, uh, was talking about how, uh, he got like this dude handed him like a gospel album and it was like a Christian rap album. And he was on like the eighth song and he was listening to it and hearing like about like the blood of Jesus. And he literally like gave his life to Christ when he was like 16 in his bedroom, just from listening to that song. And he said that it was his life's mission from that point on to replicate the feeling that he had in other people's lives. And for me, like I've, I've begun to realize that like, it man, no matter what happens, whether I'm blessed to go overseas and play basketball, whether I coach, whether I am able, you know, am I, whether I'm blessed to work for FCA, like have that opportunity. It's just like, I don't know what I'm going to do with my life, but I want to replicate the feelings and the, um, you know, the hope that people have given me. And I want to share Jesus with as many kids as I can. Like, I don't know what exactly I'm supposed to do with my life occupationally, but that's all, that's all I know, bro. I, I want people to see Jesus through me. Like whenever people think about me, I don't want them to say uh, Caleb Anderson's a great basketball player. I want people to say Caleb Anderson loves Jesus. He loves other people. Well, he lives each day with great intention. Uh, he's inspiring. He's encouraging. Like those are the things I want people to say about me. And I'm not saying that I've failed in life if they don't say those things, but like, that's my goal. Like, so and it's I feel the, like you have a similar goal. Yeah, it's the legacy that you leave, man. That's actually one of the things I talk about with my boys in Colorado. Uh, mm-hmm. And like I, I asked them, I said, "Hey, what do you want to get out of this?" Or, or more, more important, I said, "What, what do you want people to remember you as?" Mm-hmm. Like, like when when you leave this earth, and 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 people have to have conversations about you, or people show up to your funeral, or people show up to whatever they do for you. Like, what do you want them to say? You know yeah. what I mean? Like. Like, I don't want people to know me as just a track athlete. I don't want people to know me just as an athlete. I want people to know me as a true follower of Christ who was on fire for the Lord, as a person who cared for everybody, as a person who wasn't afraid to share his opinion, although it may have got him in trouble a little bit. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like, that's what I want people to know me as. You know that's what I good. mean? As, as a guy who's just, like, deep, dark heart for the Lord, um, but wasn't shy away from his struggles and his sins. Right. You know, who, who wasn't afraid to say he wasn't perfect, you know? And mm-hmm. I told him that. And I, and I challenged him. And I said, listen, man, look, you only got one life, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you only do this thing one time, dog. Like, how did you want to be remembered? And it was a legacy thing. It's, it's something that we, I always talk about with my uncle. It's like, how do you want to be remembered? And mm-hmm. obviously, everybody, you're going to have some people that just, no matter what you do, you can't please. And no matter what you do, they're always going to say negative things about you. But at the end of the day, if the majority is sitting here saying the exact same thing, we know what the truth is. You know what I mean? We, we know the legacy that you left. You know, there's going to always be some outcasts who just doesn't like you for whatever reason. But mm-hmm. that's fine. Like, that's no big deal. Um, but for the majority of how do you want people to remember you? You know, I want people to know me as a child of God. Simple as that. Any, anything else is just extra. Any accolades, any of that, mm-hmm. that's just extra. That's just bonus. But I want to hear RJ was a child of God. RJ was on fire for the Lord. RJ was a soldier for the kingdom day in and day out, even through his struggles and his difficulties. And so that's kind of how I look at it, and that's kind of how I kind of teach my boys, uh, my guys, and lead them in that way too as well. That was extremely beautiful. That was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome. Like, I think about the same thing, bro. Like, I think 
uh, I read a book called Shaken by Tim Tebow, and mm. uh, in in his last, have you read that? Yeah, I have the book. I haven't finished it, but I have the book. Yes. Brother, it is so good. Uh, his his tenth chapter, I can't remember exactly uh, what it is called, but it's basically like uh, talking about like making making it count, and uh, he's he's just talking about how like he talks about how a lot of us numb. Um, how do, I, how do I say this? He's basically talking about we numb the fact that we know we're not uh, going to live forever. And like we, we don't actually think about it. So like for me, um, I think it's healthy to think about the fact that you're not going to live forever. Like I don't think that we should uh, just, you know, act like we're um, invincible, bro. Like it is, it is it's good for you to think about the fact that, you know, you're going to have, you're going to leave a, a legacy behind. Like, what do you want it to be? Like, yeah. so I think a lot of people, I'm not, I'm not, uh, I'm not, what's the word? I'm not knocking, you know, like watching TV shows and loving entertainment and stuff like that. But like, for me, I mean, like, I don't watch TV as much anymore. Like, I'm not like addicted to like, yeah. I'm not addicted to just sitting on my phone and just like playing the game of, you know, watching movies all the time and stuff like that. Like now when I got a lot of free time, like, bro, I'm going to play the game with my friends, but like, I have not played video games in a month. And I kind of sat back and I realized, I was like, why have I not played video games in a month? And I was like, it's because I've been serving so much. <laughs> it's because I've been, I've been out working camp. Uh, like I, I've worked three camps in the last four weeks. I worked Arkansas FCA camp, the Reeves brothers basketball camp and the Colorado FCA camp. And I'm just like, Yo, if I don't have time to entertain myself because I'm too busy doing what God wants me to do, that's a really good reason yeah, uh, yeah, really. not to be doing something that honestly is not going to benefit me in the long run. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but RJ, uh, it has been fun, man. It has been fun having you on the pod. I'm so glad I got to get you on. Um, that's how I know it's good because I've lost track of time. Uh, so that's, that's, how, that's how I know it's a good episode. Um, but brother, I love you. I'm thankful for you. And, uh, I appreciate you coming on the podcast, man. So dude, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, bro. Um, you know, our relationship is strong and, uh, mm. obviously I look up to you a lot, man, in many ways. And so I appreciate I look you up having you. me on. <laughs> I appreciate <laughs> you having me on brother. Uh, hopefully I can get back on again. Yes. Um, when I got yes. more time. Uh, obviously people have been blowing my phone up because I'm like, it's supposed to be somewhere, but this is so much better <laughs> for sure. than where I'm yeah. going. And so uh you you have been a blessing um to so many people and so many kids and, and to my wife too as well and so you keep doing what you're doing bro i hey listen man i, I can shout you out go blow up the podcast guys like yeah go give this man a follow go check it out appreciate the it deal. he's the real deal man like uh, this is not just me just trying to you know try to get a hookup but like this is legit like he's a real dude man in and out of the podcast man so mm. um y'all go check him out go give him a follow uh, and uh, hopefully I'll see you soon, brother. Yeah, I appreciate you, man. Thank you for the kind words. And uh, I'm not even going to say bye to the people. Like, you just – you did good. So, <laughs> all right, see you All right, brother. See you later. Oh.